Hey everyone, it is April 3rd, and this is the second podcast in the April series of bi-monthly podcasts. I am talking about relationships, and as relationships go, the last podcast was about love relationships, about love relationships that have ended, are ending, falling apart but where people are becoming formers and exes and how you arrive at that um, through unrequited love. Now, the other side of that is love that is not necessarily unrequited. The other side of that is when you are fully engaged Not engaged as in getting married, but fully engaged. So that said, we're going to have podcast number two. And so this this, uh, podcast is about um, sex, S-E-X, X-E-S, sex, turn it upside down, flip it, set it backwards. It's still sex. I really wanted to talk about it because it's a theme um, certainly on my mind and um, on the minds of many, and um, I want to talk about it. And I had asked a friend the other day if um, he thought that sex was a holy act, and he said it was an interesting question, and then we commenced to have a conversation. But there's been an ongoing theme with uh, my friends and um, some personal friends of mine as it relates to sex and some evaluations I've made um, as it relates to TV and the media um, as it relates to sex. And sex, like all things, I think, is righteous to the extent that heaven is heaven meets earth there. Um, there's a reason why if sex is as good as I think it should be, sometimes people will call out and say, oh my God, you know. Um, so in modern times, What's happening is that the physical drama of sex, it's being really overvalued. While its spiritual meaning is being, I think, underappreciated, we tend to overemphasize and literally, I think, idolize sex, not because we appreciate its importance, but because we don't. We cheapen sex. We fail to honor it um, by casting this garish, ugly light upon every detail about it. We hide our faces um, from the mystery of it by, by making it ugly. And, and, and sex is not. It's not ugly. In its essence, it's not even about the body at all. What sex is, I think, is I think it's an opportunity for us to remove our emotional armor with someone who wants us to remove it and who wants to remove his or her own armor. And I think where the problem occurs is when we have sex with people who have no desire whatsoever for us to be naked in their presence, not truly emotionally naked. Physically, we need to be naked, and in some instances, not. They just want to get at a certain organ um, and your genitalia or certain parts of you. Um, But that's where the problem occurs when we have sex with people who have no desire whatsoever for us to be naked in their presence who have no sense of the sacred responsibility it is to hold on to another person's hearts with their hands 
And so for me, you know, sex, when it's a vehicle for love, sex is holy. Without love, it's, it's dangerous. It leads to pain on some level, um, a certain amount of emotional destruction. And whether we consciously experience it or not, that destruction is pretty immediate, it, that, that chipping away at you. Sex should be a deepening of communication. It's not a substitute for communication. And so, um, you know, you have to be really careful, at least I'm very careful, so I'm telling you all now, um, as it relates to, to that. Am I communicating in that way? Sex that is sacred is a marriage of, of hearts, you know? So this whole notion of sex before marriage, I'm for that. I, I think that's okay. <laughs> and so um, in this fierce and fury uh, and fiery and passionate joining, um, I think that that's where you can start reenacting creation and reenacting the beginning of the world. Um, it, it started with, with, you know, two powerful entities, spirits, having sex. And something is born whether we conceive of it or not. For, for um, when you have sex, I think you're chemically altered. You're profoundly changed by the act of having fully expressed yourself and, and of sharing um, an act of love so deeply with another person. Certainly if there's, there's love there and you want that person to be in comfort. Um, it's one of our sacred cultural obscenities that we present sex to our children via media in such an incredibly casual, loveless way. Um, it's an area where the modern home is, is lately being bombarded with darkness because sex is degraded, love is degraded, and where love is degraded, the world really ends up falling apart. You know, things fall apart when there's a degradation of love. And, and, and love acts and love entities. But when honesty and vulnerability and kindness, when, when those things form the backdrop and, and the emotional risk of the moments, and you know, you know, those who know me well know that I'm about being in the moment. When you take that emotional risk, sex in a, is, is in and of itself an experience for really great light. And, and you all know I, I believe in light as much as anything. It's, it's a healing power, um, and it's, it's kind of a legion-type power. Um, great sex is, is, is like the emotional starlight. You know, um, we have sex millions of times in effort to achieve that one in a million. Um, is, is what I, I'm, I'm really understanding because I'm seeing that there are so many people having sex with so many different people, um, even in this time of HIV, even in this time of unwanted pregnancy, even at this time of single parenthood. And I'm thinking that there must be this unconscious searching for that one in a million. And, 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 um, so perhaps I'm making excuses for all the, the whorish and, and slutty folks out there. <laughs> but um, that's no judgment. That's just real. Because I think that people are viewing um, folks who are out there just kind of banging up against each other as, as that. Um, you know, um, 
And, and so it's so important to, to really understand that. If we had over-the-moon sex, right, on a regular basis, sex that I think is, and when I say over-the-moon sex, it, it's sex that rings from the soul. It sends shockwaves through us. There would be less disease, right, less anger, and probably less war. I used to have this T-shirt by Todd Oldman, fashion designer, that said, make love, not war. I hope I still have it, and now I'm going to go look for it and, and, and throw it on. And to be honest with you, with uh, the, the package I'm carrying on my upper body, it's awful sexy, and I think conjures up a, a lot of thoughts of, yes, no war, let's, let's just have sex. So I'm going to look for that and, um, you know, wear it around the right person. But basically, I think that um, if every man and woman alive could feel the crazy, delirious rush of the soul when it touches the soul of another appropriate person, this world would be a happier place. Um, you know, the God that I believe in, the divine entity that I, I serve and love, that God believes in pleasure and celebrates our pleasure. And, and it's only people who condemn pleasure. You know, man condemns pleasure, and they oftentimes want to associate it with religion. And I, I prefer to associate myself with spirit. Um, we have this demeaning, gross, and a pathetic attempt to sexualize the world inappropriately. And we, we have a tendency to, to create products that we do not need in order to manufacture this false desire to feed our commercial machinery and immortality and our lack of respect for each other. Um, you know, only human beings can create the ickiness that some people associate with sex. And sex should play into a mature spiritual existence. Um, you know, yes, there are people who have um, taken an oath of chastity, um, but do they not have sexual thoughts? I, I, I assure you that they do. Um, why does a culture like ours sensationalize and export, really export and import and exploit dark and meaningless sex because so many of us i think lack the experience of of it in a way that's really dazzling and really lighted um and in failing to cultivate healthy respect for sexual power we become vulnerable to its misuse and the misuse of our bodies as it relates to sex anything that we repress expresses itself inappropriately so i think that the reason why there's so many inappropriate expressions of sex is because of the huge level of suppression um, in American society in particular. And, and I think that that's part of it. You know, a righteous experience of sex cannot be found outside of a spiritual center. And an authentic human who is soulful um, is going to have wonderful sex when they find a partner who is soulful and the like. It always amazes me when people say, I didn't like him, but we had great sex. So I hear that from women often, and, and I think too much. And it's, if you cannot find pleasure in a man's soul, honey, don't, don't go seeking it in his body. Because all he's doing is releasing 
his anger on you because you have no appreciation of him. And, and to men, you know, and this is obviously in the case of heterosexual relationships, but really in any relationship, if you do not find wonderment in the soul of a woman, then don't place your, 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 your body against hers. Don't do it. And, and so, you know, I just think that, that, that sex requires human soulfulness because nothing can, can surpass that um, unless it's, it's, it's God. And, and when you have truly, truly um, had a soulfulness between you and, and you understand each other's soul, I think that sex oftentimes, most times, is an oh God, oh God experience. So um, that which is within us can save us, but the same things that are misused are the things that will destroy us. And so we have to be careful with how we, 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 uh, we give in and how we, we surrender our sex. There's a state of being that's raw and authentic and fiercely graceful, and it's like a ballerina in her prime. And sex can be like that. Sex is, is in that place. It's, it's more than just sex when you're in that place. Um, with every couple who makes it past the sad disconnection of sex for just the sake of sex um, and into the fire at the center of their being, the world is brought closer to the end of pain, I believe. And, and because I'm so impassioned about the, the pain of this world ending, I'm hoping that the unions and any union that I have consciously, any union that I choose to have, will be one where we are igniting a fire of, of passion and healing and putting out the fires that, that are fires of pain in the world. Um, you know, it's excruciating to come close to that place and then to have it unsuspectingly pulled back from you. And, and you really end up finding yourself pulled back from the world. Um, and and you when you're in a place where it feels cold and there's non-intimacy and, and, and things are non-intimate and it seems unsoft, um, that, that's a place where no one should find themselves. Certainly not if you um, are someone who desires to, to have a, a rich sexual life. So... Um, I think that's why we should never have sex casually. If you're not with a person who's an artist at love, who's an artist at courtship, who understands that the art of love in and of itself is a dangerous game, wait. Wait on that one. And, and while you're waiting on that one, perfect your own understanding of the art of love and, and the art of courtship. A lot of people can join us for the view of heaven that sex can give. But there are very, very few people who are worthy to actually be there with you. Um, there aren't a lot of people who can stay awake in the morning or who have the personal skills to hold on to the vision once the sun has risen and the world is calling them to be who they need to be outside of your bed. And it takes depth and maturity and, and, and even, even the innocence of wanting to know heaven. Um, and to have the personality structure to cherish experiences and to cherish a person with whom you're having an experience. Um, 
you have to be as cherished this morning as you were last night. And you have to cherish a person as much in the morning as you did last night. The, the value that someone holds in your bed should be the value that they hold in your life. It should be, it should be about, you know what, you're really precious, and I want to do this. And it's not just about us being adults. I want to do this with you. You know, it's, it's to be careful and to be brave that what is good um, sex is, is, is sex that is good to your soul and, and that you're being good to the person that you're having it with and that you're not using them. And, and God, what would he say? <laughs> well, I think that he would say, be careful but be brave. In your arms, you are holding the most precious creature. That is my child in whom I am adoringly pleased. And you are my child, and I am pleased with you. And I only want you to be pleased with each other. So to me, God would say about the man that I choose to have sex with, love him and honor him. Be kind to him. Bring him deep peace. And bring him pleasure. Pray that your energies might bless and protect him. Surrender your heart and be tender upon him with your soul. Pray before you make love to my child and with my child. Pray during, call my name, and pray after. <laughs> and I believe that that's what God would say to me. So in truth, yes, I asked my friend the other day if he thought that sex was a holy act and he thought it was an interesting question. But the fact of the matter is it is a holy act for me. And if I'm the only one, I might be in a little bit of trouble. But guess what? I don't think I am. So have a bit of reflection on that. And um, I'm not saying don't go having sex. I'm saying have a lot of sex, but have a lot of soul at the same time. Peace, love, and good nookie. <laughs> Bye.